0: welcome to sharing the magic the podcast that takes you on a journey through the enchanting worlds of disney each week we're joined by a special guest whether they're a magician creating moments of astonishment or a disney expert sharing the secrets behind the magic of the happiest place on earth together we'll uncover the stories Inspirations and behind the scenes tales that bring these worlds to life. So get ready to be spellbound and transported to a place where dreams come true.
1: Welcome to the latest episode of Sharing the Magic. I am your host, your ghost host, Barry. Where do we have an interview for you tonight? If you follow the NBA, then our guest would not be a surprise to you. But he's also an outstanding author who wrote the book called How to Be Like Walt. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he is also an accomplished speaker as well. But before meeting our guests, let's say hello to our other co-hosts. And tonight we have everyone's favorite Disney dad, Matt. Matt, how you doing? I'm
2: doing great, Barry. I'm very much looking forward to talking with our guest tonight.
1: Yes, you and I as well. And bringing up the rears, our goofy dupe himself, Jeff. Jeff, how you doing?
3: George. ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And all the wonderful folks. We got a swell fella for you today. (laughs) Yep, You guessed it. It's time for another episode. Love sharing the magic with our special guest, Pat Williams. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> That's for you, Pat. Thank you for being here. Great to be here. Let's uh, let's dive in. Yeah, let's go. Let's go.
1: All right, Pat. Um, as, as I mentioned before, uh, you've written a book called the be like Walt. Uh, <coughs> why don't you go ahead and give us... Uh, how you uh, started with your love of Disney and how uh, it became into one of one of the best books I've read.
0: Well, I moved here with my family 37 years ago, having spent 12 years in Philadelphia with the 76ers. But I had an opportunity to move here, hook up with some business leaders and try and bring an NBA expansion team to Orlando. Uh, we were successful in that effort. Uh, the team uh, arrived in april of eighty seven and uh, so we had our hands full with that. but but uh, somewhere along the line, I, I got disneyized. Uh, it happens here with uh, with tourists or visitors or people <laughs> who were here. Uh, it's weird, really. You begin to think Disney thoughts, you begin to uh, talk Disney lingo. Uh, you know, it just it kind of was a mindset that this takes over. Uh, and so that happened to me. Uh, but in addition to that, this is back in 86, 87, 88. Uh, I began to meet uh, former Disney executives, uh, older executives. They had they had worked with Walt Disney back in, back in the day. Um, Dick Nunes, um, uh, Bob Matheson, uh, Bob Allen. Uh, And it was just fascinating for me uh, in those shorter sessions with them just to pick their brains and ask them about Walt because they they had worked with him. And they, they would be very generous in sharing their thoughts, observations about Walt. I made notes of it. And, uh, and somewhere in this process, uh, I don't remember the exact details, but I discovered, uh, that Walt Disney had five secrets, uh, that allowed all of his dreams to become a reality. And I became absolutely fascinated with those five secrets and uh, began to speak on that topic here to, uh, conventions and groups. And then that led to a book. Uh, that we wrote about that topic, uh, go for the magic and, uh, build around Walt Disney's five secrets of success. So that's how it started. <clears throat> but eventually, uh, I, I wanted more and I, I had a publishing firm that was working with me on a series called how to be Likes. Uh, We did How to Be Like Mike, Michael Jordan. We did How to Be Like Jesus. We did How to Be Like Rich DeVos of the Amway Company. Uh, How to Be Like Coach Wooden. Uh, How to Be Like Jackie Robinson. Uh, It was fascinating. And I insisted that we do one called How to Be Like Walt Disney. And so the publisher agreed, and off we went. Uh, It was a massive undertaking. Uh, I was fortunate. Uh, to track down almost every uh, Disney veteran who had worked with Walt back in California. They're all gone now. Uh, there's one left, uh, Bob Gurr, who was very young when he started. He's, he's still kicking out there, but, but uh, all the others are gone. And so the timing uh, on that book could not have been more perfect. How do, how do you s- describe it? I think it was called a motivational biography. Uh, we we wanted to uh, uh, lay out Walt's life, but uh, more importantly, uh, let it be a teaching book. What, what can we all take from Walt Disney's life? Uh, what can we take from him and add it into our own lives? That, that was the mission of the book. Uh, it came out, gosh, I don't know, what, 15 years ago, something like that. And, uh, it's still out there. I still hear from people that, uh, that were impacted by it. I, I, I think it's a, a totally different look at Walt. And, uh, and more importantly, what can we take from Walt and apply to our own lives? So th- that's, uh, so that was the second book I did. And then not, not long ago, uh, we did a third book on Walt Disney and uh, Walt Disney on leadership. Uh, what was it about Walt as a leader? Uh, that allowed him to be so effective, and more importantly, that allowed his company uh, to still be uh, sailing along today. And, and Walt's been gone for gone for seventy years almost, uh, and but yet the Disney company still prospers and still uh, does extraordinarily well in many areas, all, most areas. And, uh and, and walt's leadership was was such a key part of that so those are the three books I've done on Walt and uh, so I, I feel that I've come to know him quite well i <laughs> I, I, I call him uncle Walt and uh I, I still am fascinated with him and uh, want to learn everything I can about him
1: Yeah, uh, we had uh, Jeffrey Barnes on um, one of our episodes, and he, uh, in his book, he mentions your book uh, a bunch of times on different leaderships and different things that uh, Walt has done to, A, um, make make the company better, but not uh, not only, but B, to also make his own uh, employees better, so... So let me let me ask you what uh, when when you were doing the the uh, how to be like Walt how how was it when you were research searching and talking to uh, um, former engineers uh, what what
0: were what were some of the stories that you had on that I was fascinating to talk to these men and women and and most of them when I got to them were in their well into their seventies eighties and nineties. And uh t- and their minds were sharp they still had good good thoughts, good memories on Walt. Um, how do I summarize that? Well maybe this is the best way. Walt uh, Walt was not the easiest guy to work for. Uh, he was beloved but but he was not the easiest guy to work for. he he pushed his people to, to live to their fullest to be to be absolutely maxed out with their talent level. but he had a wonderful talent. Uh, he could he could see people if he'd around them for a while and and see that they would be better served and they would serve better if they were in another department. Uh, so he would move them out of the studio, for example, out of the movie studio, and plunk them down at Disneyland because he saw something in them. Uh, that would be more effective there. And, and these, many of these people were not real thrilled at the time. But decades later, I, I heard them say, uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me and my career, because Walt saw something in me that, where, he, where I would fit better. And, it, and that's exactly what happened. So Walt was, uh, it was remarkably insightful. And, uh and how to utilize and get the very best out of people so that the company prospered and the and the people prospered yeah. and and were able to uh be be more fulfilled because Walt saw something in them where they would fit better just a quick observation that oh. that was one thing that Walt did and Pat he that's... was not he was not a gusher uh he was not he was not, uh, not going to be all over you with Uh, Enormous hugs and praise. Um, He expects you to do to do your job. If if Walt was pleased uh, and he said this, uh, people would be thrilled. Hmm. That'll work. (laughs) You know, if he saw something you'd done, and so that'll that'll work. (laughs) That work. Uh, That that was high praise. That'll work. That's,
3: that's so insightful. I've never, that'll work. I love that phrase. It's just, it's sort of like, I'm, I'm appeased, you know, I'm not, I'm not gushing like what you said, but it's sort of like, you know, at, at this level where we're at, um, that'll suffice, but what a compliment. So my question is for you in your own life at knowing that, you know, being sort of witness to that story, how has that, um, that sort of mentality. Uh, and specifically you said that Walt loved to place other people where you, th- they were, Walt thought that they would maybe flourish the best. Have you, well, t- let me
0: let, let me just said. say this. Um, I think Walt, uh, his greatest impact in my life has been in the area of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, Walt was, was a remarkable leader, as I mentioned, And as you study Walt as a leader, there were seven qualities of leadership that Walt possessed uh, that we all can possess, uh, that we all should be striving for as leaders. Uh, The first one was vision. Uh, Walt was a visionary. He saw the future before it got here. Hmm. He he saw farther down the road than others. Uh, For example, you know, a full length. Cartoon movie, Snow White. I mean, people never heard of that. Yeah, uh, color cartoons, utilizing television effectively. Right. I mean, he was he was envisioning these things, uh, an amusement park for the whole family. Well, that'll never work, you know. And if, and if people uh, Walt wouldn't do anything uh, unless everybody disagreed with him. <laughs> I love that. If they all agreed with him, he said, "Eh, yeah, well, I'm not going to do it. But if they all disagreed, Walt Walt used that as, that was a sign to Walt that we should do it. So Walt was a visionary. Uh, He knew how to create a vision. He knew how to articulate the vision. He knew how to um, passionately drive the vision. And uh, and he and he knew how to um, uh, uh, finish the vision. Uh, Walt would never do anything. He was a businessman. Hmm. He was he was many things, but he was a businessman, and, and he would never do anything unless it was going to work financially, unless people would pay to participate with it. Hmm. Um, so he, he was a visionary. Secondly, Walt was a marvelous communicator of his vision. Probably the best story about that is when uh, uh, he had the idea to do a full length animated feature of, of Snow White. And uh, he, he asked every, all of his creative people to go get dinner and stay for the evening and, and Walt then proceeded to stand on the stage and act out the entire movie, uh, everybody's part. He, he acted out the entire movie, everybody's part, everybody. And, and and to communicate to these people of his uh, what, what the deal was, what they wanted to get accomplished. Uh, he, he was a wonderful communicator. So in the area of communication, here's what I've learned about Walt. Uh, be clear, be concise. Walt was not a babbler. Uh, be um, be correct.
3: What is be correct? Cons- What's correct? Wait, I gotta, I don't know what that means.
0: Like it, correct? Can correct you correct in your communication? Don't don't be communicating uh, information that's not accurate or true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, be consistent. You don't want. Um, uh, different messages every day. Be consistent with your, your, your measures, with your communication. And another one I would add was uh, be courageous. Yeah. Uh, there are times when you've got to step up and communicate information that's difficult, uh, but the best leaders know how to communicate courageously when that time comes. So that was the second thing about leadership that I've learned from Walt. The third is simply called people skills. Uh, great leaders have people skills. They care about people. They're interested in people. Uh, they have a heart for people. They're curious about people. Yeah. And uh, the best leaders that I know of uh, are, are uh, ask good questions of people mm-hmm. to, to pull them out, to uh, extract from them. You know things that are buried inside, but uh, won't come out till you you ask good questions of them. And Walt was very good at that. Yeah, The best leaders I've been around are the best askers of of probing questions. And I think it's because Walt was I always say
3: there's a difference between being childish and childlike. And I think Walt was childlike. So when you have a sense of wonder of not just about the world, but about people that you meet and and for instance, this podcast has been personally for me, it's it's just been where. I get to meet people like you who have just such a rich and great story. And boy, do I. I'm like a kid in a candy store because I get I get to hear not only what I, I say, story shapes life. So story, your story, your narrative, all the things you've you've been through has shaped your life. But your story also shapes our lives and other people's lives that that people that are listening probably right now that that would get to hear your story and, and their lives
0: are forever changed because they've, Well, let me just add one other thing about communication. Uh, the, the best communicators are the best storytellers. Yeah. Uh, we're all hardwired to retain stories and not PowerPoints. Uh, yes. we, we, we love stories when we're reading books and we want stories and, when we hear a speaker, we want to hear stories that illustrate a point. Yeah. And uh, Walt was a marvelous storyteller. He, he communicated most effectively. Well, I've told you that story about Snow White. Yeah. So uh, he, he knew how to communicate um, through, through stories. The best leaders know how to do that. So let me just catch us up here. Walt as a leader. How he's in, he impacted me? Vision, communication, people skills. Thirdly, it's, uh, it's simply called um, character counts in leadership. Uh, Walt is not a perfect human being. But when you study his life, uh, his character was strong. You know, he was honest. He had integrity. Yeah. Uh, he, he, would, he would take personal responsibility. He was not a finger pointer. Not, he didn't blame others. He um, he had a certain humility about him. Um, he was not an arrogant, pompous guy, even though he was extraordinarily, had become extraordinarily famous and prominent. Um, character counts in leadership. It always will. And then the fifth thing I would simply say is called competence. That's the fifth thing about leadership. Walt, uh, and this begs the question, are leaders born or made? I get asked about that a lot. Do you, do you think leaders are born or made? And uh, uh, I, I answer both. I said both. They're, they're born. All of them are born. Walt was born. Uh, did he come out of the womb, you know, as a, this great natural leader? I don't think so. Um, so leaders are born, and then they're developed. And as Walt moved on in his life and, and, and decided to have, to run his own company with his brother Roy, uh, boy, he, he thrust himself into a position of leadership. And, and and when you do that, you have to make a decision. Do I, do I want to really be good at this? And I, can, I, can I really develop as a leader? And, and over time, Walt did. Uh, he kept getting better and better. In fact, it still saddens me that he, he, he was gone from this earth in his mid-60s. You know, a young man. Yeah, he had one terrible habit called cigarettes, Amen. and and that led to lung to lung cancer, and he 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 died in his mid sixties, oh. sixty five years old. And uh, uh, he he once said to his uh, son in law, he said, "If I could live another twenty years, he said, I'd accomplish more than I have in all these other years combined." Oh, you know <laughs> what, what 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 might that have been? yeah uh, but but he 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 kept developing as a leader and then the, the sixth thing I I would say about Walt as a leader uh, and it's so vital is simply called boldness Boldness, not not baldness boldness and and uh, Walt was a gutsy guy you know he he would he would risk his whole company he would he would risk it, you know because he believed in it yeah but but and and the people around him were trying to restrain him but they also knew that you couldn't do that with Wald and uh you're talking about old decisions that he made putting the entire companies uh, on the line putting his his own personal uh, financial life on the line yeah. uh to, to, because he believes so strongly uh well that's what the best leaders do they they study they analyze they reflect. They, they gather information, but when it's time to make a decision, uh, they make it. Yeah, and they don't look back. Yeah, and they don't uh, second
3: guess themselves. Why? Do, why do you think Walt didn't second guess himself? Do you think it was because he just had this intuitive kind of. I don't know, feeling maybe of just his own legacy and where he was going, or do you think it was more you know, you could talk about um feelings or 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 rationale. And I for me, I don't know. I think Walt was more of a, a an intuitive
0: type, but would he believe very strongly in what he was doing? I think that that gave that gave him the the thrust to do it. And as I said earlier, if everybody disagreed with him, that was a signal that he should do it. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Uh, He said, if they are, if they are all negative on this, that means it's going to, we're going with it.
3: Do you think Uh, Walt was a contrarian? Do you think he just sort of like saw that everybody else was sort of, and he just, he just knew better. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in the most upbeat, positive way that, that, that wall just was a visionary to the point where he just knew maybe when somebody disagreed with him, he was right, not out of arrogance, but maybe just out of he just had this maybe calm confidence that he was going some other place that other people weren't. What, do you, what do Well, you that's
0: listen. He was one of a kind. Yeah. You know, you know Walt Disney's uh, you know, there's not there's not a whole army of Walt Disney's in history. Exactly. Um, you know, he's he's it's a rare quality. And I'm not uh, uh, suggesting that, uh, you know, this chat is going to lead to people going out and becoming another Walt Disney, but but (laughs) you can take the principles of Walt and apply them in your, your life of leadership with your family and in your neighborhood, with your little league sports, with your PTA work, you know, you can take all of this, but, but let me just conclude on this leadership issue. Walt had a, seventh leadership principle and simply called a serving heart. Uh, and, and that's the ultimate in leadership. Uh, when, when, when a man or a woman in a leadership position uh, decides that they're not there to, uh, to boss people around, to intimidate them, to, to crush them, uh, to ha- have them working out of fear, um, but th- that he is there to serve people. And, and make a difference in their lives and uh, help people to live to their full potential and and help them to, to live fulfilling and, and satisfying lives. Uh, a, a serving-hearted leader is thinking, it's not about uh, advancing my career goals. It's about advancing yours. It's not about uh, building my resume. It's about building your resume. and. Uh, it's not about uh, my personal success, but it's the success of this organization, and your success. That that's how a serving-hearted leader thinks. And the more I study Walt, I, I see that quality in him. Yeah. Uh, he was not off on a, on this enormous ego trip. No. Um, and 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 by the way, uh, you know, remember what I said earlier tonight that uh, that Walt had five secrets of success. Uh, that allowed uh, all of his dreams to become a reality. I'm going to do this in about 44 seconds. (laughs) Number one, make today pay off tomorrow. Number two, free up your imagination and don't limit yourself. Number three, strive for lasting quality. Walt was a fanatic on quality and that Disney company still is. Number four, Walt called it stick-to-it-ivity. It's a made-up word. Walt was great at making up words, but it's Disney ease for hanging in there, for persevering, uh, for having tenacity, for, for having grit. Uh, and number five, Walt's fifth sacred, ladies and gentlemen, was have fun, have fun. <laughs> have fun. Have fun. Just have fun. <laughs> and, yeah. and and so I I simply say it's uh, it's yeah. perfectly fine to have fun. I I love that it, last point in yeah. your work at your home. Yeah. In in your relationships, Right. it's good to be viewed as a, a really fun guy, fun gal. <laughs> Boy, she's fun. And, and so Walt was always seeking everything he did. Uh, was had to pass this test. Is, is this going to be fun? Is this going to be fun for people? Yeah. Are they going to? Are they going to have a fun time at this movie? Are they going to have a fun time at this park? Uh, yeah. On this on this particular ride, is this going to create a fun atmosphere? Uh, everything was built around fun, and so I just want to point out it's not illegal. <laughs> <for> fun. <laughs> I was
3: telling Barry. I said, hey. This whole podcasting thing is new and weird to me. But the minute I don't have fun, I'm done because I do this for fun. And the minute that this isn't fun for me, I don't want to do it anymore. It's just not. So the minute that I, I love doing this stuff, just this it, meeting new people like you, Pat, and just and just being here because it is legitimately a blast. It is. I have a hoot. it is just fun
0: So I love that, that, that that here's the, here's the real test. Uh, uh, Ask your children. uh, Am I a fun dad? (laughs) (laughs) They'll, they'll tell you the truth.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, Tr- trust me. I hear I hear that all the time. And it's yep.
0: like
1: the, it's like on the Price is right? When you get the price wrong and you hear. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
3: well,
0: sad. guys, what else is uh, what else are we thinking about tonight? Anything else I can help you? Oh, with? I your own? have.
3: I have yeah, a I've got.
0: Oh, go ahead. I've got.
2: Yeah. Go so listening to you talk, I'm, I'm writing down like tons of questions, but I did want to bring up. So. As you were going through those seven characteristics of leadership, I immediately remembered I, it's in the forward, I think, of your uh, Revolutionary Leadership book. And so as you were as you were listing them off, I'm like, yes, yes. I'm, and then I'm, I'm picturing it, linking it to those those different historical leaders. And so real quick question before I get to the actual question. Did you have like a love of history before Disney or did Disney's love of history kind of influence that?
0: Well, my dad was a high school uh, history teacher uh, and baseball coach, so I grew up in that environment back in the '40s. Okay, in, in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, my mother had a great love of history, and living in Wilmington and near Philadelphia, uh, it was very easy to go up to Philadelphia and to see the historical history of our nation. <laughs> and 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 that happened to me as a young guy, and so I. I got, uh, I got a flavor of it, uh, but, but I, it, it, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what turned the corner. Uh, I was in my early 40s, and, and even though I lived near Gettysburg, had never gone there, uh, but we went um, and uh, had, a, had this guide who got in the car with us for a couple of hours and, and toured us through the Battle of Gettysburg. And when it was over, uh, I was absolutely hooked. Yeah. uh particularly on the on the Civil War history front, but that that has expanded to World War II presidential biographies, uh, the American um, uh, the creation of our nation, the uh, Revolutionary War history. I've hit all those battle sites, you know and I, I really the bug really bit hard yeah. and and still is is still biting and uh, I'm fascinated with American history. Uh, European history, not really. Um, <laughs> ancient history, no, not really. Um, American history of South America, no. Uh, but but I'm deeply involved with the Civil War history and Revolutionary War history, World War II. So, um, but but what? But you're right. Uh, Walt had a, a great love of history. And he wanted to build that into his, uh, into his, his uh, movies, into his, uh, theme parks, yep. uh, you know, all the presidents and then the, the, uh, the talking Abraham Lincoln and oh boy, Walt, Walt loved him, loved American history.
2: He did. Yep.
0: So with, you know, your, your background
2: as, you know, uh, uh a legend in the sporting industry and in these different leadership roles and studying Walt and studying leadership out of, I got, I got a question. I want, I want to see if, you know, maybe you have an answer for it out of those seven characteristics that you mentioned, I'm not going to ask you what the most important one is because I'm sure they all play an important role, but looking at people who are in leadership positions today however they got into those positions what one do you think most leaders are lacking because i'm pretty sure there's people in leadership positions that don't have all of them for whatever reason like i have my belief of which one it isn't but i'd love to hear your take on it especially you young
0: well, let me <laughs> look, look, let me just say this uh in my study of of history uh particularly the great leaders of history and i've I've made that a determined effort to just study, um, you know, every great leader in history. Yep. Uh, I, I may have missed a few, but every one of them, and uh, and i I learned that the, the great leaders possess these seven qualities that I just shared with you, yep. and 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 so that that thrilled me actually because I I felt I could pinpoint. What it is that made these leaders unique? What it made them special? And I would have to say, if I if you if you could only pick one, I I think it would have to be vision. Uh, you, you see, leaders, great leaders, uh, have the ability to to um, see the future before it gets here. Uh, let's look at Walt for a minute. He was a he was a visionary. Let uh, let, let let's just. Talk about Walt and and uh, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, uh, when he's up in a private plane, uh, flying over Central Florida, and 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 he looks down and all he sees is open fields and swamps and marshland and alligators, <laughs> e- egrets and cattle grazing and uh, you know that's all he sees and and. And he and he says, I can just picture this. He said, Oh, I that that's where um, uh, that, that's where the magic kingdom goes. We're going to put uh, that'll that'll fit right there. <laughs> and then and then this idea about Epcot, you know, that he had. He said that's going to be over here. Uh, the working movie studio. I think I can picture that here. And uh, oh oh yes. And instead of these cattle and horses. Why don't we have zebras and giraffes, you know, eating on that, that grassland over there? I, I once I asked Bob Matheson, um, you know, who worked with Walt and lived here for many years. I said, Bob, do you think Walt uh, saw that entire thing laid out? Uh, and, I, and I said, do you think Walt would be shocked by what he saw with Disney here today? Uh, Bob said, oh, not at all that he saw the whole thing from the plane that day. Uh, he, he knew exactly that day how, how he wanted it to work and fit. And, and even though he never saw Disney War, Walt Disney World here in Orlando, uh, oh, he had pictured it. He had envisioned it. Nobody else could. Nobody else did. It, it, it's a wonderful quality of great leaders. And, and so let's, let can I just take a minute uh, because we did do this book on, on American history, revolutionary yeah. leadership. Yeah. We looked at the great leaders of the start of our country and, and what, what they did effectively. But just, just for a minute, um, uh, let, let, let's just look at, at George Washington. He, his vision was a new nation independent of Great Britain's rule. And that's what kept him going through those eight tough years of the Revolutionary War period. A war, by the way, we had no business winning. Uh, We were out everything by Great Britain. But Walt's vision was a new nation. And how about Abraham Lincoln during those five tough years he was in the White House? Well, his vision was, was very simple. One nation. Not two, right. which could have left led to like five or seven or eight different little nations <laughs> very easily, and 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 our nation could easily be Europe today. Mm. Um, but but Lincoln saw and was determined uh, that uh, that this was going to be one nation, no matter what it took. That that's why my oldest son's name is Lincoln. Well, good for you. you. Just call him Link, Link for yeah. short. Yeah, and uh, and and then you 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 think about uh, Winston Churchill during those dark, desperate days of World War II, and uh, and he had a vision of of a, of a world free of Nazi oppression, yeah. and that's what kept him going. Fascinating to look at these these leaders. Ronald Reagan from the time he got into politics uh his his vision was a world free of communism and uh and 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 so uh he was once asked if he had a strategy for this he said well um, <clears throat> well i do uh we win they lose <laughs> and 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 then he added uh, what, what do you think of that? <laughs> so it, it's, it's and, and then John F. Kennedy, we, I, we've got to talk about this. Now, it's the early 60s. <laughs> and John Kennedy uh, said to the world, I believe uh, this nation should set a goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth. That was in the early '60s. He was murdered in 1963.
2: Yeah, Pat, I was going to say you you mentioned you've mentioned three leaders: Walt, Abraham Lincoln, and JFK. And I mean, even to an extent, Reagan, because somebody tried. Where all those three people, their time was cut short. Right? You're you mentioning about how Walt was saying, if I had 20 years more, imagine what I could do. I could do so much more. right? Lincoln is assassinated. JFK is assassinated. And I, I find that fascinating that we have these people who are leaders who when we look back at them, we say, like, these are our leaders, and yet
0: for some reason, their time keeps getting cut short. And well, I I, I think uh, this is a good opportunity uh, for me to simply say, uh, uh, do not postpone your life. Um, attack it Get after it. Don't delay living. You don't want that atmosphere. One day I'll get to it. Yeah, down down the road I'll think about it. No, if you if you feel that God has called you. Uh, and that you have a clear calling about a plan and purpose for your life. Uh, you have an obligation to, to, to get, get the education you need, training you need, get the mentors you need, and then and then get on with it aggressively, and and don't and don't wait, don't delay. By the way, um, so so Kennedy said that about the. Uh, well, landing a man on the moon—that was the early '60s. And in July of 1969, before this decade is out, we we heard these words: "Houston, Tranquility Base here. The um, Eagle has landed." And 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 somebody. Uh, snuck into the graveside of Kennedy in Arlington and just left a little note Mr president the eagle has landed and uh, and that and that uh, that vision of Kennedy's happened you know if this decade is out Visionary leaderships and Walt uh, Walt was right at the top he was right there with the great visionary leaders of history that's why that's why i think it's so important and if if you were here in, and i tell this to people in in uh, central florida if you live here you you have to know about Walt. Yeah. because if Walt had not made that visit here in november of uh, 1963 uh if he had decided to go further in South in Florida or you know, St. Louis wanted him to come east and so forth. Uh but if but if he uh if he had decided not to come here, uh said I say to people, you wouldn't be moving here. You wouldn't be living here, we'd just be a little uh uh Allah or Sanford and other little towns in central Florida. Uh, But Orlando is now the 17th largest media market in North America. We just passed Miami. And pretty soon we're going to catch Denver and then Detroit and then Minneapolis-St. Paul. And it's all because of Walt having a vision in 1963 about moving this whole operation here. Uh, Art Linkletter, who was Walt's good friend, uh, Walt asked him. He said, "What do you What do you think about my idea?" And and um, it's a terrible idea. Terrible idea. It, uh, there's only one Grand Canyon, for example. Yeah. There's, only, there's only one Pikes Peak. You know, there's only one Disneyland. You know, right. that would be a terrible idea. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I- I'm so now with that terrible idea, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the reason we all live here. Yeah, Walt's idea to to pick Orlando right here in the central part of the state, um, but that and that was not an easy fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, we we were we were just a little community. This is the early '60s. There was not much here. There was nothing here. Yeah. Good yeah. ba- bass fishing and, huh. and <laughs> lots of lots of citrus. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just a, a small little town. Uh, the, 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 the great plus was it was right smack in the middle of the state, <laughs> and uh, but there was no big airport. Yeah, uh, fascinating too, when you really study this man and uh, and, and what he what he wanted done. Yeah. So anyway, guys, we yeah. learned about Walt's five secrets. We learned is. about uh, sure Walt. Walt's uh, seven leadership skills. Yes, sir. um the, the most important thing is to is to have fun, fun. and let's <laughs> not for let's not forget stick to itivity. You know, Walt. We often think <laughs> Walt had this pixie dust all over him, and he just soared yeah. to the top. But uh, he he had more failures and setbacks and difficult yeah. times and heartaches and and. Then, and and we could talk a whole other podcast
3: about that. Cause my goodness, what do you do when, you know, we talk about Walt as a visionary and, and, but he was also, he was gritty, you know, there's times where Walt lost the fight, but he didn't win the he, but he wanted, he still went in, into the battle. And I think in leadership and I don't know, we, that might be a
0: whole other podcast. Yeah. Pat, Would you ever come back and talk to us again? No, we'll- yeah, you know, we, we can do some more. Uh, I, I, we've learned, I think I've, we've learned a lot tonight. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad to get you you guys uh, your thoughts and uh, hope people have enjoyed what we've talked about. And, I think and so. above all, make sure you come visit us in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, it, if, you, if you've never seen Disney World, it's important to do that. You need to take your time, go see Epcot and see these different parks. Uh, then while you're at it, uh, Universal Studios is here. Uh, doing some marvelous things, and uh, and and one of my favorites is Sea World, and uh, and and another one of my favorites is we're trying to bring a Major League Baseball team to Orlando. <laughs> we're, we're working hard on that, and we, we yeah, think we're in.
2: We think we're That's Orlando a whole other, other episode where we could talk sports and
0: Disney mm-hmm. sports. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, it's so nice to meet all of you too. Th- thank, you.
3: thank you so much for your time, your energy and and just wonderful
0: having you and wonderful. thank you for being our friend. Thank you guys, all the best all the best to you.
3: Anything you want to plug before we leave? Anything you want to like what anything your book, anything you want well, to say?
0: go go up to our baseball website, orlandodreamers.com, orlandodreamers.com. <sighs> we we don't have a team yet, but we have a nickname. Oh, um, amazing. We're the, we're the dreamers. People have said, well, what's that mean? I, I said, it. well, uh, Orlando is, uh, is the, the dream capital of the world. It yeah. started with Walt in, in 1963. He had big entertainment dreams for this area. Yeah. And oh. then Arnold Palmer came along with big golf <laughs> dreams. <laughs> and then an astronaut named John Young, who lived here, he had big space dreams, and he ended up going to the moon. Yeah. And then we had an educator uh, named John Hitt who came here and to become the president of a little commuter school out on the east side of Orlando. Well, today, the University of Central Florida is the second largest university in the country. Yeah. And then uh, I've told the story of a year 37 years ago with these, these, these basketball dreams that we had for this little city. <laughs> so, so the, uh, Orlando uh, is known. Uh, well, they, well, it's it's known. It's called itself the City Beautiful. Uh, it, it refers to the magic of Orlando. Uh, but the people who come here and really have made the difference are these, these dreamers, and they keep coming to live here, and wow. they keep coming as visitors. And so, we thought that would be a, a good nickname for this baseball team.
2: I love it. Yeah. We'll definitely put that uh, that site up in the show notes, so anyone listening can click
3: on it and go right to it. Very good. Great all to right. see all of you. Thank, Thank you, Pat. Guys. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you man. so much, Pat. Great to, get, great to get to know you. Thank yeah. you, guys. All the Thank best. You. Yes. Alrighty. All right. Bye, Pat.
1: thank you all for tuning into another episode of sharing the magic as always please hit that follow button to stay up to date on the latest episodes and tell all your friends to tune in wherever they listen to great podcasts like this one you can also find us on social media such as facebook instagram and tiktok at sharing the magic pod until next time keep sharing the magic